quick refresher in case you don't know what ambale means. Um, a belay is a, a system, a rope system, that's used in climbing, in rock climbing, and it's the, the rope is attached to, obviously, the climber, and then it goes up, and there's usually a bolt or an anchor of some kind. You think of like a pulley, almost, if, and then it goes back down to the person who's belaying, and the, the purpose or the job of the belayer is to take up slack and to make sure that there, there's no slack as the person climbs up the rock, because if they were to fall, and see what belaying does, the belay system allows us to climb things that would be too dangerous to climb without a rope, because um, it, it would threaten our, our life or our limb if we were to fall, and so that's the purpose of a belay system. And, and so, um, so important is this system, a belay system, that every time that I've gone climbing, I'm not a big climber, but I've climbed a little bit, and every person that I've climbed with, there's usually this rhythm that occurs when you're climbing before you even start to climb. Maybe some of you are familiar with this, where it goes, the person who's about to climb says, asks the question, on belay? And then the person who's belaying says, belay is on or belay on. And then the person who's about to climb says, climbing, and the other person says, climb on. Is this familiar to, to some of you guys? Have you done something similar to this before? So that's where the phrase on belay comes from. Um, what's so incredible about uh, the climbing stuff is the, the gear, how strong the gear is. I used to take youth climbing when I was a youth pastor. We did some climbing trips. And the, I, inevitably, in every group, there was a handful of kids that were really apprehensive. They're really like, I don't know if I can do this. And I remember time and time again just reassuring them, hey, listen, this, that, the harness you're wearing, you could put that on a baby elephant. And, and that baby elephant could climb the rock and, and it would support it. This, the rope that, that we're using, and I've got a rope here that is, is uh, the type of rope that, that's used in climbing. Although this one, when I bought it, um, this is not a climbing rope. And when I bought it, the, the package on it made it very, very clear. This is not a climbing rope because if you can see, it's a little thinner than most of your climbing ropes. But the interesting thing is, this rope, even though it's not, it's not rated for as a climbing rope, could easily hold your weight. The reality is, I don't know the exact rating on this rope, but it's probably over 1,000 pounds that you could put on this rope. Um, and so I'd, I'd say to kids, you know the rope? See, see this rope? Feel that rope? Feel how you know, thick and, and strong and sturdy it is? That rope could pick up your car if you wanted it to. You know, these bolts and everything's, everything in the climbing world has a safety rating, right? The bolts, the carabiners, the hardware, the webbing, all of it has, you know, safety ratings well above 100, 150, 200 pounds, right? To the tune of thousands of pounds, as if to say this is, this is trustworthy gear. And, and it needs to be trustworthy because we're going to put our weight on it, right? And here's the thing, if you've ever climbed, there's, there's this moment, there's, there's a progression in climbing, especially the first time that you go climbing, if you've ever climbed before, where you move from simply believing that a rope like this can support you, and you transition and you actually trust that rope, right? It's, it's one thing, um, and if you've climbed, you, you know this feeling that all of a sudden you're up on the rock and you're climbing at the rec center or whatever, and, and, and all of a sudden you're like, is that... Is that rope, did it get thinner since I saw it last? Because it looks really, really thin right now. It's like only the size of my finger, you know, whatever. It's like, no, and, and you know, like, you're like, is this a fray right here? Did I find a fray on this rope? And your buddy's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's a new rope. 
Remember, it can pick up a car. Yeah, I know that, but it's different when you're on the rock, right? When you get up there, it's like, I know I can trust, you know, I, I, I know I can trust this. And see, there's a, there's a progression there the first time you go climbing. You move from simply believing that that gear, that rope, the harness can hold you to actually trusting the rope by climbing on it and trusting your partner. There's this progression. And if you ever had that, you know, sometimes there's that, like, that stomach drop feeling. Like, whew, I don't know. I know intellectually that this stuff can hold me, but here I go. It's kind of fun to have an experience like that. For me, I remember um, the first couple times I went climbing. I was okay when, I, when, I, when it first started because I felt I was using my own hands, my own feet primarily. I was climbing something easy. And I, didn't, I was like, I don't really need the rope. You know, and, 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 but what it got challenging is when I got to the very top, 50 feet up, and the person who's belaying me says, okay, Josh, now lean back, take your hands off the rock, put them on the rope, lean back, and act like you're sitting down in a chair. And I'm like, yeah, but there's no chair there. You know, like, like it, there's just 50 feet of air there. And they're like, no, 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 you can trust me. You know, and, and that's how you get down. And that's actually what the, the climbing that I've done with people and taking people climbing. That's where they're usually okay until they get to the top. And it's like, okay, but lean back. Oh, it makes your stomach drop a little bit. See, here's, here's, um, here's my point. In order to go climbing, there's a progression from simply believing that the stuff can hold you. And then actually trusting it to hold you. And I think that there's... There's sim- similar, this isn't just a climbing thing, there's similar progressions in life, in, in almost every area of life, if you really stop and think, it, think about it. Take, for instance, um, anytime you get on a plane, you kind of live this progression. Have you ever, like, sat in a terminal and looked at that giant plane? It looks a little more like a pig than a flying object. You know, it's huge. Like, man, they get that up in the air. And you can believe that that thing can travel at 600 miles an hour, 32,000 feet. You can believe that, right? But it's not until you board the plane, get on it, and you're you know, on the runway and you get thrust back in your seat as it goes up in the air. That's when you're trusting that that plane can hold you. Um, sometimes there's a progression between belief and trust can be a difficult one. It can be a scary one. Remember the first time you rode a bike? You know, there's that progression there. And it's always, it's always our dads, right? The dads are like, come on, you know, you can do it. And you're like, yeah. And like, okay, we're going to take the training wheels off. And you're like, no. Not because you don't believe that people can't ride bikes on only two wheels. But, you know, there's probably people all around you doing it when you were a kid. But because it's that moment where you have to, you have to transition. You're like, you have to actually move yourself to push off and trust the bike and trust your balance that you will not fall over. And, and what happens if you can't just kind of do that, right? You have to commit. <laughs> you can't just like kind of trust. You have to go for it. And some of you have maybe had that. We just had that a couple years ago. The Donif, uh, the Donif record is eight band-aids when trying to learn how to ride a bike because one of my kids kind of went for it and, and just bit it. Because you got to go, you got to just commit, and that's you know there's that progression between belief that a bike can hold you, and trust. There's all sorts of areas that this is this progression happens everywhere. When you accept a job, you know you're interviewing, you're like I believe that they're going to be a good place to work for, and then you go to work for them. It happens when you drop your kids off at, at a school for the first time. I've done the research; they think these are good teachers, and then you know I believe this is a good place, but now I trust. It happens in relationships too, right? 
it's maybe especially in relationships, this, trans, this progression between simple belief and actual trust. Think of if you're married, you can think back to a time where you just met him or her. And you're like, oh, she's kind of cute. He's kind of cute. I kind of want to be around her a little bit more because I feel all warm and fuzzy inside and my tongue tingles in a way that I like. So, like, I believe I'd like to spend more time with her. And then you start to date, right? And I, I, I like the way he treats me. I believe that he'll treat me right. I believe he's trustworthy. But r- let's be honest. Oh, and then maybe there's that moment in time. Maybe you can even think about that if you're married. Like that time that you're just like, I think, I believe she's the one. Laying in bed and you're like, I, I believe Looking up at the ceiling, like, I believe he's the one. But it's, listen, we all know, it's, it's not until you stand on the altar and put a ring on the finger and say the, you know, say the words, what are the vows? In sickness and in health, for better or for worse, till death do us part. That's when trust, you move the, from the progression of just simply believing that that person is the right person for you to trusting that they are. See, this progression is everywhere in life. Question for you. Is it possible that there's a similar progression when it comes to us and God? Is it possible that there's a similar dynamic going on between us and the God of the universe? And if so, what does it look like? What does it look like to move from simply believing in God to actually trusting him? See, that's exactly what Ambele, this whole series for the next few weeks, is going to be about. Moving us from simply believing in God to actually trusting him, not just in one or two areas of our life, but in every area of our lives. For the majority of our time, we're actually going to look at and, and um, really dig into the life of Joseph in the, found in the book of Genesis. It's going to be a whole character study on that in the weeks to come. I'm really excited for it because that, that character means a lot to me personally. Over the, since I was probably a teenager, I read that story, and it, it's, it's meant a lot to my faith, so I'm excited to preach on it. But before that, as we were prepping for this, this series, I realized, like, yes, we'll, we'll dive into the life of Joseph. But we can't talk about a series that's ultimately about trust without looking at a specific passage, uh, one passage in particular. It's found in the book of Proverbs. And if you've grown up in church, I promise you, you know it. Um, this, is, this, this one's so important, honestly, as we were thinking about it as staff, like, what do we want to do in this series? We're like, we, we can't not preach on this Proverbs passage. Uh, it's so important to me that it's actually, for our kids, it's the very first verse that we had our kids memorize from the Bible. It's, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And we're going to go, it's four lines, we're gonna go, but we're going to go one, one line at a time. And it starts like this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So, again, some of you have probably heard this before. Um, we all know what it's like to put our heart into something. And the reason I say that is because we were all children once. Children are pro at just putting their heart into everything that they do. Honestly, I was thinking about it this way. It's, it's why they sleep so well at night. You know, like, like even the kid that's like, 
takes a little bit of time to go to sleep. Usually once they're asleep, they're, they're like, they are gone because they've been spending the whole day playing, wrestling, catching, chasing, pretending, singing, doing things with all of their heart. That's just what kids do. Honestly, to the point where we as adults should be envious of them. Because they, they know what it's like to wake up in the morning, know what they want out of their day, and go and get it. And do it with all of their heart. So we all know this because we were all children once. But even it, this shifts and changes a little bit when we, once we reach adulthood. Because we get serious, a little more serious. And things get a little more complicated, sure. But there's all sorts of outlets for us as adults, too, to, to put our hearts into things. Um, think of whether it's a career, a sport, a hobby. Honestly, if you're, raise your hand if you would consider yourself a musician. Yeah, so the, those of you musicians, you know what it's like. Like, like you know how to put your heart into something because music almost requires that of us. There's so many ways for us to put our hearts into something, some, uh, whether it be a beauty to chase, a dream to realize, a cause to fight a deal to close, an endeavor to launch. See, you might not have one of those right now, but you can think of a time in your life where you were staying up late thinking about stuff in, in, in a good way. You weren't worried. You were, like, excited. Or getting up early because you believed, you were like, I'm going to get this done. It's something that required all of you, that demanded your creative energy, that camp- captured your imagination. See, Solomon, in this moment here, he, he's, go back to what he says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's like, okay, okay, so remember remember that thing that you were really into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember how much, you know, how you were so quick to throw your time and your money and your energy and your resources? Yeah, yeah, no, it was fun. Solomon, if he was here today, say, he would say, I want, like, I want you to do the same when it comes to God. I want you to put the same intensity, the same undivided focus, and the same energy into trusting God. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, all your confidence, all your faith, all your hope goes into him. Him. Listen, 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 listen to me. Look, not church, not religion, in the Lord, in the person and who God is is trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Solomon, who is a very, very wise, wrote the book of Proverbs and brought all of these, these sayings and quippy things together that, that really, if you've ever read Solomon, or if you've ever read Proverbs, if you've never read the Bible, Proverbs is a great place to start because there's just a lot in there that just, yeah, this is how life is. Solomon had a really good pulse on how life works. And he says in this verse, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Now, if, if you're here and you're like me and you're like, okay, but what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? This next phrase is, is a good place to start because he really starts to unpack what it means to trust. He says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. This word lean, think of like a broom on a wall or a log against a rock. The, to lean is, you know, is to prop something up against something else, just to put your weight onto something else. And Solomon says, hey, be careful not to lean on your own understanding. No, don't, and what he's saying here is don't lean on your understa- own understanding as if that's all you need for life. Like, hey, I, I'm good. 
I've got everything I need because I have my understanding, my set of experiences, my worldview. And see, can we be honest? This is our tendency. This is my go-to move. Come to a crossroads, which way, left or right? Well, this is what I would do. This is what I've done. Or this is what I did last time and it didn't quite work out, so I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to lean on my own understanding. Like, you know, honey, what do you think? Well, should we do this? We'll go this way. And we lean on our own understanding. It's, it's our natural tendency. And listen, 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 listen. That's not bad. Let's be honest. It's, that is not a bad thing. It's, it's a good thing to, you know, to, to gather up information, make decisions based on, you know, it, it's good. But can we all agree that sometimes it doesn't work? <laughs> there was a lot of moves right now. Like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's sometimes we don't have enough understanding and the decision that we made ends up not great because we, we made it from our limit. See, see our un own understanding, there's nothing wrong with it. The problem is it's just limited. And that's why Solomon says, don't lean on it. The problem, see, but here the problem is, is a lot of times leaning on our own understanding, it works. It works a lot of times. It works sometimes. But you know how it works sometimes? Free climbing. Free, free climbing, if, if you're familiar, is, is climbing without ropes. Like, like that, that's, and it, it's, it's a real thing. Go on YouTube and type in free climbing. It's really entertaining. It's also a very dangerous sport. Uh, it's it's you know, like climbing without ropes, and there's people doing it, but let's be honest. Uh, it's risky. I, I have this buddy. It's an old Young Life kid. His name's Cade Ray, and, and he's awesome. He's getting married this summer. He's uh, in his 20s now. And he's a big climber. I was hanging out with him a couple months ago, and he's like, yeah, I went through this period where I was really into free climbing. I was like, oh, good, great. And he said, I, he's like, I had a couple of experiences that kind of just scared me straight. Like I got off the rock, and I was like, I probably shouldn't be doing this. And, and, and lucky for him, he made the decision before something bad happened. But can we be honest that some of us aren't so lucky? And not with climbing, like let's put climbing aside, just in life, that we've gone out on a limb and we've, we've leaned on our own understanding and the ending result was not pretty financially, relationally. We fell because we, we, we and it, what's so, it's, when that happens, when we fall like that, that is some of the most confusing times in our lives because like I thought I had it, it was, my life was working and then all of a sudden it's like boom. And you know what, what's the funny thing we do sometimes in those confusing moments? Is we start to, to, we, we start to blame God. We're like, hey, 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 God, what the heck? I thought you were with me. I, I thought we were doing this together. He's like, I am with you. But listen, you went off belay. I, I am with you, but you, you chose to, you took the harness off and you said, I got it. And, and, and then you fell. I, I still love you. I'm still with you. But I, you're free climbing. Um, Solomon would say this. Hey, don't make the mistake of trusting in only what you know. How you see things. How you view the world. Don't try to go throughout this life with nothing but your own understanding to guide you as you climb. So there's a better way. 
There's a better way, and he, he's going to outline it right now. He, he says this, this is the better way. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Your Bible might use the word submit to him. In all of your ways, submit to him. All, in every area of your life, every path, every category of path. Submit to him. Acknowledge him. All, you know, all, all means, means God now has say in everything that you do. You let him have a say in everything you do. Can I just, which I could, it's just a real pain in the butt. <laughs> because I love to just kind of go off and do my thing on my own, when I want, where I want. Like, honestly, like nothing gets me more excited than loading up my pickup truck with a bunch of fly fishing stuff and guns. Maybe a map, maybe not. And just go for a couple days. Like, that's just in me. Maybe and something similar is in you. Maybe it's not shotguns and a pickup truck, but whatever. You know, like, it's something. Our tendency, again, our tendency is, is to just go do what we want to do when we want to do it. But the person of God says to God, okay, this is what I think. This is what I would like to do. What do you say when it comes to my money? relationships, when it comes to parenting, dating, when it comes to, I was thinking about this yesterday as I was kind of, you know, putting this, like, getting this in my brain for today. I was like, we do this when it comes to spirituality. Like, we, we do this, like, we, we kind of just strike out, this is everywhere in Evergreen right now, like, hey, you know, like, like the mountains are my church. Like, I'm just, I'm just, you know, going, I'm free climbing, and when it comes to spirituality, I'm just doing, like, this is what you know, and, and Solomon would say, no, 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 you got to, like, like, let God have a say in what that looks like. And the pushback is, is like, hey, th we don't like this because I want to live my own life, right? Who wants to have to check in all the time? That's the truth. Um, it sounds boring, it's, it's, it's weak, it's, it seems constricting, but can I, can I just speak from my own experience, like can I just shoot straight and say the more I submit to him, the more I become myself. And maybe you've experienced this, if you've never experienced this before, it's kind of something you have to just like try to see happen. Can I, can I just say that the more I submit to him, the better life becomes? <laughs> it's really weird. It's, it's almost like, it's almost like he made life. It's almost like God made life, and like when I get closer to him, he makes life better. It's so weird. <laughs> you know, like, like the, the, I'm struck by the irony, because it, it, we, but we, we resist. We want to go our own way. It's the darndest thing. To acknowledge him in all our ways, what Solomon is proposing here means that you design your life. You choose to live your life with God, with a God component in every aspect of your life. In all your ways, acknowledge him. You do what it takes 
to invite God into every area of your life. Lord, you are Lord of my, over my finances. You are Lord over my kids. You are Lord over the way that I date. You are Lord over my weekdays. You are Lord over my weekends. You are Lord over my thought life. You are Lord over my spare time. That's what it means. All your ways. Acknowledge him. Listen, 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 listen. Look at me. I know. If this makes you uncomfortable, if this is like, if this kind of makes your, your stomach drop, the reason is, is because you're starting to lean on the rope. You're moving from the progression of simply believing in God, believing that God is trustworthy, believing that God, if you follow him with your finances, believing in God, if you, you date a certain way, believing him and actually trusting him. And that is such a valuable thing. That feeling, that, that feeling in your gut that goes, I don't know about this. That's okay. Because you're starting that progression. You're shifting. You're, you're starting to lean not just on your own understanding. You're starting to, to in all your ways, acknowledge him and, and rest and put your weight on him and his way of life. And it's like we're climbing, and then all of a sudden we get to a part where we're like, we're going up there? Like, and God's like, yeah, we're going up there. And, and God says, okay, I want you to lean back on the rope. Put, you know, lean back, put your hands on the rope, and sit down. And you're like, are you sure? He's like, you can trust me. And it seems, honestly, when we're doing it, it feels absurd. It feels unwise. It feels like we're losing control. But God wants us to do it in every area of our lives. And, but can we just check in? That would be absurd. Trusting somebody like that would be absurd if it was just anybody. Can, but come on, come on, come on. It's not just any. We're talking about God here. The God of the universe. Ding, 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 ding. The God who made you. Listen, listen, listen. Think of everything that you enjoy in this world. The food, the skiing, the people, like, like these things that, that just bring you joy. He made that. You can trust him. He wants good things for you. Yes, it would be absurd to trust somebody who's not trustworthy, but he is. We can trust him with every area of our lives. And we should, honestly, like given who he is, is it, is it possible that the best thing that you can do for yourself, that I can do for myself, is to say, okay, God, to the best of my abilities, I'm going to trust you. To the best of my abilities, I'm going to do what it takes. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do what it takes to follow you in these areas of life. I don't know what it all says about this, but I'm going to go find out. I'm going to ask somebody. I don't know. I'm not sure what your, your view is on this, but I'm going to read the word, and I'm going to pursue that. That is what trust is. That is trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Leaning not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And then he ends with this. This beautiful, beautiful phrase. And he will make your paths straight. It's this promise. It's this personal promise. And he will make your paths straight. You do the work to trust him. You do the work to follow him. You do the work to understand what it means to, 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 to uh, submit your finances. 
you submit your, your, your relationships, submit the way you raise your kids to him. And he will make your paths straight. A, maybe a better word for this than straight is clear. Because I think, I, think I think when we do this, the part of the time we'll know where we're going, but part of the time we won't. And that's okay because we'll have the knowledge that he's with us through it and we can trust him. And there's this clarity that comes in life even when you don't understand what's going on. Even though you don't know quite why you're doing this right now, you can trust him because of the knowledge of knowing that he is with you. Here's the big idea for the series. Here's my, this is, when I look at this, this phrase, that he will make your paths straight, I think what God is, basically means this. God takes full responsibility for a life fully submitted to him. This is Andy Stanley said this once, and it really stuck with me. That, that God takes full responsibility for a life that's fully submitted to him. And when we do that, there's so much peace. Because we don't have to worry about like, okay, but I'm not sure this path, I'm not sure about it. Like maybe right now you're like, my career, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe there's things that unknown in your life that you're not quite sure. If, if you're trusting in the Lord, you can trust that, that a life submitted to him, he'll take responsibility for. He will be with you. And he will make good on that life. He will personally see to it that you get to where you need to go. And that, my friends, can we all agree that's assurance that would be great to have in this life? Here's what it doesn't say. He, he, and then your paths will be straight. No, 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 no. If, if you, if, honestly, I might not know you very well, but I know one thing about you just based on where you live. You didn't, you don't want straight paths because you're mountain folk. If you wanted straight paths, you'd move to Kansas or Texas. Or so. I just drove through Texas. That is the flattest. I mean, we could have just, like, we could have, like, tied a, 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 a rope onto the steering wheel and just hit cruise control and taking a nap for some of those sections. That's not what we're after. We, honestly, it, like, we're mountain folk. We know that any good path is going to have some ups, some downs, some turns. And that's what makes it a good trail. That's what makes it interesting. And, and see, it won't be easy. Even though he makes your paths straight, it doesn't mean it'll be easy. But can we just... Can we just cut to the chase and say that, that we often confuse easy with happiness? That we have a bad tendency to just think, oh, it, it, we want it to be easy. That we confuse happiness with comfort sometimes. And see, God knows us well. He knows that, that we won't be ultimately happy with easy. And so he pushes us. He challenges us. There's times in our lives where if we're climbing with him, we're on belay with him, where we get to this and he says, okay, now we're going to go up and to the right. And you're like, we're going up there? Yeah. Because that looks hard. That looks like a crux. That looks like I don't know if I can do it. Trust me. And he leads us to where we ultimately want to go. And see, a life lived this way, in the end, we're able to say, I climbed with God. I lived a life of not just belief in God, but trusting in him.
God takes full responsibility for a life fully submitted to him. This series is for two types of people. First, I think it's for free climbers. I, I think it's for, for those of us who are maybe, maybe unbeknownst to us, we've decided to go off belay. We've decided to just climb on our own. We believe in God, but we've this idea, like talking about trusting God this way, this is a new idea. And to be honest, I think Evergreen is chucked full of free climbers. People, like, if if you guys know our story, we started this church with the free climber in mind. The 10,000 plus people, I mean, look around the room, this is not a full room right now. And and not to say that that you don't trust God if you don't go to church, but I'm just, there's a lot of times we go on our own. There's, there's, There's thousands of people. Our very first sermon, the very first day, October 15th, 2015, was, was we built this church because we love this town. It's filled full of good people chasing good things in danger of missing a great God. We built this church from the ground up with the free climber in mind. And through this series, we're going to learn what it means to shift our trust. To, 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 if, if that's you, honestly, we, you can do something about it. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. And then come follow us as we do the same. Uh, come follow us as we build a church that's built from the ground up, that, has, that puts the bottom rungs on the ladder to help people to trust God. Um, this, the second um, person that I feel like this, this sermon series is for is, is for the old timer. The old-timey Christian. Because here's the deal. A lot of times we, 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 when we get far enough in this thing called faith, sometimes we slip off the, the carabiner and the rope. And we're like, oh, I, I got this. And I asked you a couple weeks ago, and I'll ask you the same question again. Do you love God more than you did a year ago? Are, are you trusting him? Like, look back. Think, think about a year ago. Think about February, March last year. You trust him more? Than you did a year ago? Or other areas of your life? Because here's what happens a lot of times. Like, oh, God, I trust you here. I trust you there. God, 80% of the time, I trust you all the time. <laughs> you know? And we need to submit those areas. Some of us have been Christians for a long time. And, and yet, it, guys, this isn't so God loves you. is isn't so that, like, you, like, he couldn't love you more. We don't, we don't win his trust. But our job, once, once we are saved by faith, is to just simply trust him more. Because that tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, that song, just to take him at his word. What's the phrase? Oh, for grace, to trust him more. That's our job. That's what I want to encourage you towards in the weeks to come. That kind of trust. It's exhilarating. It's, it's the best life that we can have is climbing with him. It's not easy. It's hard, and that's okay. Let me say a prayer.